Hello and welcome to our podcast, On Your Marks. My name is Peter and I'm the leader of St Mark's Church in Jersey, a growing, friendly Anglican church in the centre of St Helier. We believe passionately in the Bible and have created this podcast as a way in which we can dig a little deeper into certain topics. We will bring you fresh content every week and hope you get a lot out of listening. So if you're ready, let's go. Well, hello and welcome to our first episode on our podcast, looking to take another look at our Sunday talk. So I'm here sitting with my friend Ray Speck. We're here in your sitting room and the sun is shining outside. Um, Ray, just for those people who don't know you, do you want to just introduce yourself and give us a brief bit of background? Yeah, yeah. I uh, trained for ordination back in ancient times, uh, essentially at Oak Hill Theological College in North London. And then in 1967, I was ordained in Manchester Cathedral, first as a deacon, then a year later as a presbyter, as I prefer to call it, Um, and served in several different places. I was for three years in the Moss Side area of Manchester, challenging. Mm. Then I went to, from the sublime to the ridiculous by going to um, Harrow in Middlesex, on the side of the hill that has at its top that little school, after which I was invited to my first living, as we call it, in Woodbridge in Suffolk. Some 10 years, 11 years later, I got an unexpected phone call from the then Dean of Jersey, Tom Goss, saying, telling me that he heard I might be interested in coming to Jersey. Mm. I could have responded that not in the least, but <laughs> I didn't. Um, a bit like a friend of mine who picked up the phone and somebody said at the other end, this is the Archbishop of Canterbury. Um, when And when he just stopped short of saying, and this is the Pope of Rome. <laughs> because it was the Archbishop of Canterbury. (laughs) (laughs) However, so in 1985, we came to Jersey, where I was rector of St. Juan, and there I stayed for some 13, 14 years, and had a wonderful time, loved the St. Juanes, and was immensely privileged to be there. Um, I came having reread Michael Green's book on... On, on ordination and ministry called to serve and my target was always called to serve didn't always succeed got it wrong sometimes hmm. but essentially that was it so we tried to understand we tried to serve we tried to be sensitive and a wonderful time retired in due course and latched on to St Paul's at the advice of the bishop and there I continued and continue to today. And you've taken on the task, the monumental task of 
being one of my mentors as well. Yeah. <laughs> with all the ups and downs of that I have. Oh, Ray, well, look, thank you so It's so great to, to be with you. And I'm really looking forward. This is our first podcast um, looking to sort of dive into some of the depths of what we're looking at on Sunday. And this talk, the passage that um, we're going to discuss now, this, this comes at the end of um, a five-week sort of series we've been looking on prayer. So it's, uh, this is right at the end of it. So what I thought I'd do is if I read the, the two verses out... Uh, and then hand over to you, and then we can just see what we then discuss. So we're in Mark 11, uh, starting at verse 23. So it's verse 23 and 24. And it says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer... Believe that you will receive it, and you will. Great. So. I think we also ought to point out that this particular pair of verses is sandwiched between the incident of the withered fig tree. And perhaps you'll remember it where Jesus and his immediate followers are confronted with a fig tree that didn't have any fruit and the bare content suggests that Jesus somehow cursed that fig tree Um, then went on to Jerusalem where he cleaned out the temple um, got rid of those who were abusing their role were taking advantage of particularly the Gentiles interestingly Mm. Um, And then comes the verse we're talking about. And this is the one we want to focus upon. Mm. But we have to bear in mind that a text, this is something you've got to remember, a text without a context is a pretext. Mm, I like that. A text... A text without a context Context. is a pretext. pretext. In other words, you're abusing it by using it in a way that is not borne out by the context in which it's set. Mm. So that everything needs to be contextualised as we come to the Word of God. Mm. So we understand God has planned this, not just as an ad hoc list of ideas and things to be said. Mm. He he's puts it in place with care. And so he inspires the writers by his spirit to record in that particular way. So mm-hmm. we have to bear in mind why this particular pair of verses is put where it is. Mm. The incident with the fig tree tells us what it is in general Jesus is doing at this point. His concern is to warn of judgment when we do not fulfill what we have been appointed to fulfill. The the Jews had been given so much rich blessing through their history, but again and again they sat in the heart of God They have been given the temple. They abused that gift. 
and they were misusing the temple. And he's saying here, right, this is the sort of thing that can happen if we don't do what we have been appointed to do. Mm. And this is, applies specifically here to the temple and that it's abuse by those who were supposed to be serving not only the people of God, but the Gentiles also. Many people would read verse 23 and think that what it is saying is, if you have enough faith, anything is possible, even to move a mountain. Right, well let's analyse that. Do you think of faith as something that is substantive, that of which you have a quantity? I don't. Mm. I think of faith as representative of our action. Mm. It's dynamic. It's real. It's live. It's not not some dead product on the shelf of a supermarket. Who was it who said that faith is spelt R-I-S-K, as in risk, stepping out? Is that that what you mean? It it may be a a useful thing to latch it on to. Mm. But I see faith as Christians in action. Hmm. I like that. Faith is Christians in action. So how do we interpret this then in terms of moving right. the mountain? Well, we, we, say, we see here reference to a mountain. We say, right, now, in Scripture, what does that speak of? And again and again, the mountain is a very important concept. And we discover that on the mountain goes Moses to meet with God. Where the mountains are a problem, they are confronted. And again and again, mountains represent obstacles. Mm. And so we find that here, the mountain is an obstacle that is in the way of the representation of their faith. And we need to understand that. Mm. We also need to look very carefully at how Scripture represents the mountain. So what about doubt then? So at the end of verse 23, and does not doubt in his heart... So, you know, this is about how, how to pray. Well, can I say, no, it's, all, it's at, at its heart. This whole section is to do with judgment. Right. Judgment of the people of God for rejecting and making life difficult for those who God is calling to himself. And... We need to make sure we focus on what what is intended in these verses. And then he moves on in that context to say, right, how does the representation of your faith fit into this? What what are we going to do about it? Does he mean... And I mean, you see, this is where we have to be so very careful. It, It... I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, it will come to pass. Now, is that what Jesus is actually 
meaning. And if that is inconsistent in some way, then we've got to look at it in a different way. Mm. And in particular here, there, there are challenges in the Christian life. There are obstacles to the Christian life. And we have to realise that that is the case. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we can get exactly what we want. That's not what faith is about. Mm. That's not what the challenge is about. The challenge is to be faithful to the word of God, but understanding of the intention of the author. But that's really fascinating, because if we just read those two verses, especially there, verse 24, yep. therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you'll receive it, and you will. But if it's within the context of judgment how are we to interpret then verse 24 in terms of how we should pray because this is saying when we pray believe it and don't have doubt correct it it is putting the whole idea of believing into a faith context Mm. so it is an essential part of that faith context but i don't believe it is right to use it in the way that so many people do in implying that it's almost a a mechanism whereby we ensure that we get what we think we want. Hmm. Um, Faith is not mechanistic. Faith is living. Faith is directed to a person there is three ways we can understand faith at least faith in the natural sense in that we all have an ability to trust what we do with it is another matter secondly there is saving faith and that is the faith by which instigated by the spirit of god we come to the knowledge of christ thirdly there is the gift of faith in a specific context and the closest I think we get to that is here that the gift of faith is for a particular situation whereby the Spirit of God inspires us to trust against the odds in Christ to do what he desires to do and that is where faith is directed faith as I say, as I said earlier, is not a commodity of which I have a certain amount and that the better I am at it, um, the more I have in my hip pocket. Mm. Um, It's not like that. Faith is active, dynamic, live, living, moving, growing, deepening, strengthening. And we can come away with a wrong understanding from passages at times mm. if we don't take the time to look more thoroughly into the historic context for passages like this mm. yeah so I, I hear what you're saying the three 
the three different types of faith, natural faith, saving faith, and the gift of faith. That does make sense. And it, it also would be ridiculous to, to, to think that God is calling people to literally move mountains. The repercussions of that would be catastrophic around the world if that's what Christians aspired to, to do. So I guess maybe as a sort of a final thought, what, what, what practically do we think we should be taking from this, these two verses on prayer within the context of judgment and Israel and yeah. anything like that? Although you say it would be a wrong understanding to take this away and think we should go and confront a mountain and say clear off um, <laughs> it is it is a challenge to the exercise of our faith in terms of what we trust God with mm. um, do I trust him with my life truly truly do I trust him for all that is precious to me and there are some massive mountains there Mm. the mountains that we may have in our life coming throughout our life loss or health or whatever and do we trust God with those mountains yeah Yeah. Mm. and my mountain is not your mountain Mm. and I suppose those three different aspects of faith you know the natural our trust of God within these situations or the faith of us being saved in spite of all these situations and then this gift to of faith within particular situations that all comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. Throughout yeah, life, I think so. I think so. Mm. I think so. So the key is the key message, really. Then, what do we trust? Do we trust God with our mountains? Do we have faith for that? Exactly. To put God, to put yeah. God first, in. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my desires or God's will? Mm. Which which is it in in every day, in the big things, in the details, whatever in my life? What is my priority? Mm. Um, is it the life of faith, whereby I trust and if faith is dynamic and active, as I'm trying to say then it is directed to a person. That person is Jesus Christ. How much do I trust him? Great faith is having, is trusting in a great person. I often think that. Great faith is trusting in a great person through, yeah. through all the mountains and, of who, life. Despite all the odds can be totally trusted Mm. amen ray thank you so much for your time and i'll look forward to sitting with you next week look forward to it indeed we do hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends on social media and please do get in touch with any suggestions or comments you may have thanks for listening and see you next time